Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. That is a marriage. The foundation is both spouses. So you can already see what's coming. Have a personal relationship with God. And they're real Christians. As you become a Christian, and as you're in marriage, here's what we like to do. We like to try to fix our spouse. Now, rather than focusing how you would like your... By the way, I've been married 50 years. I've been trying to change my wife for 50 years. You say, well, how is that going? About like you? About like you? Marriage is hard. Ask a couple who you think has an awesome marriage about that, and they will tell you how difficult making marriage work is. Trying to do life on one's own is hard enough, let alone throwing another human into the mix. But just as the Bible has instructions on how we can live successful lives, it has answers for living life as a married couple as well. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the necessity for followers of Christ to live not only our individual lives after God's dictates, but in our relationships with the opposite sex, we need to do the same thing as well. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Genesis chapter 2 with part one of his message, Because God says so, I will do marriage, family, and dating God's way. We're going to get our Bibles out right now. If you do not have a Bible, we'd love to give you one. So just raise your hand. Those of you watching at home need to get up and get your own Bible. You can turn to the first book of the Bible, Genesis. That's where we're going to start this morning as we move through. Everybody good this morning? All right. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If you're married this morning, I want you to stand. If you're married this morning, everybody that's married out in the commons, out in the cafetoria, if you're married, remain standing. Look at all these people. All right, listen closely and watch the reaction to this. Unless you have a 100% perfect marriage, sit down. Now remember, you can't lie in church. Look at these slow people. I watched it last night. There's a husband standing. His wife's trying to sit Don't you dare sit down. <laughs> Listen to your wife. There's no perfect marriages. Can I hear an amen? amen? If so, you're in trouble. You need to get saved first. Forget the rest. All right. Now, all of you that are single and want to get married, would you please stand? You're single and you want to get married. You desire to get married. Look at all these people. Just remain standing. Just remain standing. In the balcony, come on, remain standing. Okay, I'll give you 20 seconds. Look around. I'm serious. Look around. The best place to find a Christian spouse is in church. Amen. You can sit out. <laughs> All right. 
Praise God. Now think about this. 15 years ago, somebody gave you a smartphone. I have my own Apple, like seven years old or whatever it is. And you've never seen one of these before. It's brand new. It might be a Samsung, an iPhone, whatever. And you don't know how to operate it. What would you do? Well, the first thing you do is you get in the box and you open the instructions. If it's an Apple, you're going to look at the Apple instructions. If it's a Samsung, you're going to look at the Samsung instructions. You're going to try to learn from that and figure out what's happening. Learn to operate your phone from the company that designed it. When we speak about marriage and dating and family, outside of Christianity, the world is clueless. They do not know that there is a manual. Hello. That teaches us how to be married, how to raise children. And many of you, for sure, you've never even heard this, how to date, what to do in that dating situation. But see, on top of that, they don't know this phone was designed by iPhone company, the Apple company. Most people don't know that they were designed by God. He has the manual of how to do life. God's instruction manual for dating and marriage and life simply is the Bible. Now, the Bible is not outdated. I'll talk about that later. Here in Melbourne, we were the first church to be built. And underneath this cement, I put a Bible that my dad gave me. And it's in a little box underneath this. So here's what happens. When we stand here, we're teaching and we're standing on the foundation of the word of God. You know, there's a lot of churches today that don't teach the word of God. They teach about it, but they don't teach it. So that's how much we respect God's word as we move along. Anytime we come to teach on marriage and the family and dating, Satan loves to come and he loves to condemn us. He wants to discourage us. That's because there's not a person that I'm speaking to that has a perfect marriage or they're doing life exactly the way it was designed. All of us have failed many times. Let me give you some ideas who I'm speaking to this morning. I'm speaking to every Christian who's been saved by God's grace. You were saved because you sinned. Your lifestyle was all screwed up. So we start with that. Maybe you're dating and you lost your virginity. You didn't even know it was a sin to have sex before marriage. But you've lost it. Some of you are here this morning, you're committing adultery, you're married, and your spouse doesn't know it. Some of you are here, you're married, you've never spoken to your spouse, but you don't think it will ever make it. Some of you were married, and when you got married, both of you loved God, and you came to church, and now one of the spouses is not interested in God at all. You're here this morning, and you're a single mom, a single parent, and you're lonely, and you're faced with all kinds of problems. Well, let me just speak to this to you. There is no such thing as do-overs. If I'm divorced, I'm divorced. What am I going to do with it? I can't do it over again, but I can learn from it. 
If I lost my virginity, I can learn from it. So here's what you want to write. There are no do-overs in life. But everyone, say it with me, can start over. Could I hear an amen? Amen. Now, what I'm going to teach you is not just facts. God's going to heal marriages. He's going to restore people to one another. He's going to restore your virginity. I mean, God can do anything. And so as you listen to me today, don't let Satan speak into your, well, you already failed, it's over with, no chance, forget it. No, he's simply a liar. Would you just think about this? One day Jesus went and he went to Samaria and Samaritans and Jews didn't get along. And he met a woman at the well and he began to speak to her. She was there alone. So something was wrong with her life. It's noon, hot day. She shouldn't have been there. So she's kind of rejected from the town she was there. And they began talking. And then Jesus finally said to her this, go get your husband. And she said, I don't have a husband. She's trying to play Jesus. And he says, oh, I know you don't have a husband. You've been married and divorced five times. And the man you're living with outside of marriage. And Jesus said, sorry, I can't help you. Is that what he said? No. But sometimes you believe that in your life. There's no do-overs. And what he did was she confessed her need of God. He forgave the five divorces and the, the pornography and all the crud that was in her life and the men and what was going through her mind. And the guy she's living with out of marriage, sin, he forgave it all. She went into town and said, here's a guy that gave me grace. And the whole town came out. So this morning, I want you to turn to your neighbor and mean it with a smile and basically say this. There's always hope with God. Come on, turn to your neighbor. There's always hope with God. Can I hear at least one amen in our congregation? That's why if there's no hope, let's just go home and forget it. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. We're going to use the blueprint of the Bible, not from our church, not a man's idea. And without question, the most important part of a building or house is the foundation. So you're going to watch this house. We're going to talk about this morning, all of that in the kind of pinkish, red, whatever that is, color. That's the foundation. If you're building a house and the foundation isn't right, your house will never make it. I'll talk to you about that at the end of teaching in Matthew chapter 7. But the foundation isn't from a home to start. Your life will never be successful as an individual unless you have a foundation. And that foundation is spoken of by this verse. Take a look at the truth of this verse. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. So here's what that means. Many of you are new to church. You never heard any of this before. Your foundation is not you. It's not your wisdom. It's not your gifting. Your foundation is that you've asked Christ to forgive you of your sins. He's coming live in your side of you. And you're going to do life with God. You'll see that's the foundation of a marriage. But the marriage starts with individuals. So I'm going to challenge you through this service this morning that the first thing you have to do is ask Christ to forgive you, become a Christ follower, and begin to work and allow him to build your life. And then you can build a a marriage, a home, the dating, the whole thing comes off of that. 
If you don't know right now this morning that if you die tonight, where you would go, whether you go to heaven or hell, if you don't know that, then you need to get saved. And that foundation is not a church. It is not a man. His name is Jesus Christ. That's the foundation. Look at Genesis chapter one. Scoot on down to verse 26. Then God said, let us, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Underline this if you've never had it in your Bible. I'll speak to it later. Male and female, he created them. So what does this look like? Well, we have Adam and Eve who are created by God, and they're already in a relationship with God. There's nobody else on the earth. And they're walking, and they're talking, and they're getting in rules and regulations. They have this. So let me show you what, how God designed marriage. Here it is. God designed marriage to be a threesome. God at the top first, a husband and a wife who are first in relationship to God. They have a personal relationship with God, but then they have a personal relationship with each other. So most of the world does marriage with two people, husband and wife, or today, many other varieties. But God is not even a part of anything. And you will never, ever, ever do marriage really successfully without God. You were not designed to do marriage without God. So people say, well, Pastor Mark, I don't need to read the instructions to the iPhone. I just figure it out myself. Good luck. You'll have no, wait till they do an update. (laughs) You'll never get it right. So again, this is the premise. This is the way God designed marriage. That is a marriage. The foundation is both spouses. So you can already see what's coming have a personal relationship with God. And they're real Christians. As you become a Christian, and as you're in marriage, here's what we like to do. We like to try to fix our spouse. Now, rather than focusing how you would like your... By the way, I've been married 50 years. I've been trying to change my wife for 50 years. You say, well, how's that going? About like you. About like you. So here's what I want you to do. In this series... I don't want you to focus on your wife or your husband. I want you to focus on you. How can you change? We already stood down. Some of you are a little slow. There are no perfect marriages. The slowest one to sit down last, you definitely need help from God. (laughs) Quit focusing on others. I'm not going to sit down here, but we're perfect. No, 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 we already know that. And so focus on yourself. Understand, by allowing God to change you, you'll change the dynamic of your marriage. So quit doing this, like just during this sermon, to your spouse. You just go, me, I need help, God. I need help. Now, what does dating look like? Well, it's just like this. It's the same exact principle. Dating designed by God is a man and a woman that are dating, but they first have a relationship with God. It's a Christian dating another Christian. 
by them doing that, there's a foundation that can really happen. Let me show you how that works in the Bible. Why does there have to be a believer dating another believer? Here we go. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with basically an unbeliever? Well, the rhetorical question answer is, you cannot. You cannot. I'm going to put two little statements up and make sure it's clear to you because many of you are divorced, so you're dating again, or you've never been married and you're dating. What does that look like? Let me give you the first one. Dating an unbeliever is not a sin in the Bible. We don't see that. But it's an unwise compromise. It's not really wise. My dad mom used to tell me this, and I didn't believe it until I got to the place I was dating. If you never date an unbeliever, you'll never marry an unbeliever. And that goes to my second question. This is in the Bible. Marrying an unbeliever is forbidden. And it's never an option. You can't do marriage, a believer and an unbeliever. Well, Pastor Mark, they'll eventually come to the Lord. Look, I've been counseling, marriage counseling, more than 40 years. And I don't have all the answers, but I have a lot of horrible experiences with people. And I cannot tell you over the last 40 years, different places all over, where I would talk with a couple and say, one of you is not a believer. You can't marry them. We won't marry you because the Bible says not to. Well, I'm leaving this church. I try to say it as kindly as I can. But what happens is year after year, I'll have people call me or stop here or come to the office. Say, Pastor Mark, I wish I'd have listened to you. Two years ago, three years ago, one year ago, my husband, my wife walked out. And I loved them so much. See, what happens is we get emotionally involved when you're dating an unbeliever. And pretty soon you think nothing about God anymore. And you just go right ahead with it. And it's a disaster guaranteed going to happen. So be careful with that. Now, so how do we do this dating thing then? I was listening to a pastor and he was classic. All these websites, you know, mingle, single, whatever, all these crazy websites, dating websites are. Here's a new one. This is true. This is true. Welcome to the Coffee Dating Club. Coffee Dating Club is a great place to meet singles. We encourage our singles to meet up for a quick cup of coffee to get to know each other better. Let me tell you something. This is a church, and we have coffee at the church. (laughs) Can I hear an amen? Amen. So just go out there, have a cup of coffee, look for somebody that's single as they walk by. Just Are you single? Are you single? Are you single? (laughs) Get your cup of coffee, sit down, and see what God does. Amen? Now, let me give you a caution. We can have fun in church, can't we? Let me give you a caution. This is the best place. But there's a danger. Everybody you see in church who claims to be a real Christian is not. So that's why you don't date for two weeks, three weeks, You date to see if there's fruit in that man or woman's life. Now, they're not going to be perfect. But if you see growth and you see some fruit and there's evidence, then that's worth continuing the relationship. But be very careful because Satan is a great deceiver. 
I've also had these situations. Well, Pastor Mark, he promised me. She promised me she was a believer. Never happened. Never real. Be careful. Don't date quick and get married quick. Now, look at verse 28. And God blessed them and said to them, Adam and Eve, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Notice the first thing God does to Adam and Eve. He blesses them. What a great God we have. He's a generous God. But then he says to them, be fruitful, enjoy having sexual relationships, and produce children. This is the command to have a family. First one, first couple in the Bible. God designed marriage to become a family. Raise godly children and populate the earth. So there's a husband and a wife already married, have a relationship with God. Sex comes after you're married. God designed it. It's perfect. The world didn't design it. And then children come. When you think about this, there was no school. There was no church. There was no government when God designed the home. All there is, look at, is a husband and wife who know God. Now, God's goal for this family right here, this is the building block of society. A husband and a wife are in relationship with God, and they raise their children to know God. That is the foundation that God put in our earth. Is anybody after our marriages and our homes and our families? Anybody? Satan is. How is our home doing in the world today? Terrible. Terrible. Divorce rips the home, devastates the children, because Satan's behind it. Now, that means... That if you're a parent here, you are responsible as a mom and dad, a godly father and mother, to model and teach your children the blessings of putting God first in their life. You can't leave it just to the church. You can't leave it to our schools today. And of course, you can't leave it to the government. Are you kidding So what does that mean? Let me give you an example. Many of you do really good with this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have your kids in Awana. You bring them to Sunday school. Do all those kind of things. But let me give you the opposite scenario. You're a mom and dad that loves the Lord. Your kids are growing. And you come to church once every four weekends. Ask yourself, what are you teaching your children? Pastor Mark has tried to remind us that God has answers for everything in life, including dating, marriage, and family issues. Our problem has been that we don't want to do life God's way. It should be clear to us, though, that our way doesn't work very well, that we need to seek a different path. Until we trust God to lead us, we won't have the success we desire. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. 
you'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, we'll continue the message, Because God Says So, I Will Do Marriage, Family, and Dating God's Way. Pastor Mark will teach us further about God's desire for our lives, particularly in the realm of sexuality. He will talk about selecting marriage partners and why. If you claim to be a follower of Christ, you shouldn't date or marry someone who is not. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Because God Says So. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.